This podcast possibly contains spoilers, but definitely includes explicit language. Welcome to Rhyme and Reason Radio. I'm Adi, and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Rhyme and Reason. With me are... Joshua, the unpopular opinionist. And over there in Wisconsin... Jeff, Editor-at-Large. Great. Today we're going to be talking about Stranger Things, a new Netflix series... <gasps> yes! Starring Winona Ryder. Yes! And um, only we're her. Going to go into <laughs> Mostly her. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about obsessions. Uh, so, Stranger Things. Uh, the 80s are... Making a comeback, don't you think? Yeah. Very oh, much yeah. so. I mean, this whole 90s. show was created by the Duffer Brothers, who live in, or originally from Durham, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched the show with my buddy Carly, near, well, in the, the triangle, as mm-hmm. they call it, uh, in, near Raleigh. So it was kind of funny watching the show. They, they mentioned that they used to walk on train tracks as children. So yeah, like, so really Stand based... By Me doesn't have the copyright on walking on train tracks. No, so like it's a really like truthful to their actual experiences. It, I thought it was a really fantastic show. What do you What do you guys think? It was a breakaway hit of the summer. Mm-hmm. Like there were no like good blockbuster movies that like stole the summer. It was Stranger Things. How about you, Jeff? A thousand percent. I agree. I think that it was superb. Um, all of the nostalgia, really. I think doing it well. Um, making the 80s look somewhat glamorous, if possible. Romanticized, I think. For sure. I mean, it was definitely in that sort of foggy haze. I don't know, like, painted in a really nice light. Winona Ryder, I think, was fantastic. But it was, like, also done in a, like, nostalgic 80s way compared to, like, a uh, retro 80s way, you know? Like, uh, compared to say, watching uh, American Psycho, where it's like, yeah, 80s cocaine, techno music, suit pants and stuff, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was definitely not like a Martin Scorsese fucking retelling. It was faithful to it, and I think, like, respectful in a nice way. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I also really enjoyed the soundtrack. Oh my Um, god, so good. Today I was listening to um, a soundtrack that someone put together of the songs from that era, and I mean, yeah, it's based in 1983. It's gonna use songs from all over that time frame, um, but altogether, like the music was on point. The, the um, opening sequence it just like sets the mood in kind mm-hmm. of a way that Halt and Catch Fire does for me yeah, as well. It, the very synth, uh, synth opening, um, mm-hmm. they're kind of similar in a, in a couple chords actually. Well, I mean, and they are set in the same time frame, so yeah. it makes sense for that to be happening. Um, Altogether, I mean, like, there was a big Steven Spielberg, Stephen King crossover there mm-hmm. that happened because, like, you do have a lot of very, like, homegrown type elements like E.T. Yeah, like, um, I think I might have talked to you about this uh, when we were watching it, and uh, when I was watching, I managed to watch one episode at a time, uh, but, like, consecutively still, um, because I was on the edge of my seat by the end of each episode, um, but it was basically you were like watching three movies layered on top of each other mm-hmm. into one series. You had like the kids at like an ET kind of level where they're investigating like kooky, weird Scooby Doo mystery stuff, and then you have teenagers who are like in a slasher fic who are trying to like find this monster and kill it, and then you have. But a... also almost like a um, what was that? Pretty in Pink. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. that guy's name who directed John Hughes? Movies? John Hughes. Yep. Um, those types of movies mm-hmm. are like Sixteen Candles, where it's like, oh, this is this cute rom com's gonna happen, mm-hmm. but but not as racist. Well, and they even had the redhead. Well, yes, not as racist, that's for sure. <laughs> but Barb was very much like the Molly Ringwald voice of reason. Like, oh, mm-hmm. she's the every girl. She, of course, would not be like slutty Nancy who gets embroiled in all of these issues. Of course, I wouldn't say she's slutty, but I mean, you know, the trope. Yes. Yeah, and then you had the adults, which were like in a kind of thriller conspiracy kind of movie. Mm-hmm. So it was just all over the board, and it was just so great. They, um, when they were doing the interview with Pop Culture Happy Hour, or actually it was All Things Considered, mm-hmm. um, the Duffer Brothers said, like, they w- they chose the character, or the actress who played Barb, mm-hmm. because she didn't look like everybody else on television. Mm-hmm. And not to, like, say that about the actual actress, like, that's not a bad thing. Um, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. But they wanted someone to be relatable, too. And they said that a lot of people have come out and said, you know, if I feel like I'm Barb, or I was friends with Barb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Barb deserves to exist. Barb is a person. Barb should not be forgotten. And I feel like a lot of, like, in that show, actually, people cared about the little boy more than they cared about Barb. Yeah, no, for sure they did. They definitely forgot her. And I think that it was oh. only Nancy who was like, oh, what happened with Barb? And then when Eleven's in the pool, and I mean, that's when it's like suddenly real that, like, oh, shit didn't work out for her. Yeah, I think yeah. it was definitely, but I think it played to the the time it was set in because, like, oh, it's some girl who's gone off, whatever, but this little boy is missing. That's the important part. And that is a real big throwback to 80s movies because we don't care about little little girls, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, but Barb definitely stood out. She had, like, she wasn't Hollywood glamour, but she looked fantastic in this movie, or not movie, uh, in this, this show. Um, and she kind of stole the camera when she was absolutely on, on this uh, on scene. And uh, I think isn't that mostly because she knew who she was? Yep. Yeah. I mean, like a she lot was of so teenagers. Sassy. Yeah, they don't they don't know where they are. They don't know. They're trying to impress somebody. Barb wasn't trying to impress anybody. Nope. She was like, no, that guy's bad. Yep. Yeah. I know who I am. Yep. I'm not gonna take any bullshit. She was very she grounded. The DGAF on tattooed on her knuckles mm-hmm. what does that stand for again <laughs> don't give a fuck okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but it is a shame that she only got 25 lines <laughs> yes <laughs> but all of those are winners yeah she she was great and she will be sorely missed and i i wish they hadn't gotten rid of her so uh early because she had a lot more in her i feel so let's talk more about winona Ryder. i mean this is her comeback right Sure is. I, I, I really wanted to talk to you about Winona Ryder, and I'm glad I saved it for this podcast. Uh, and not your other podcasts. No. No, no, no. <laughs> just for this one. Um, I was... I wanted to get your opinion on her character. Uh, did she develop as a character throughout this show? I don't think she did. And what do you think of her portrayal in the show? She, well, she was portraying a woman whose son was dis- had disappeared, so she was a overly concerned, kind of neurotic, going batshit crazy type person, which is kind of what Winona Ryder is known for p- portraying. Right, but even when uh, I guess vulnerable like they, is the word that they always use. Yeah, but like we, we, I feel like they could have done more with her, or like 
just shown her beforehand because she yeah. was still very neurotic before her son went missing, and she was just very like spacey. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, she what is do you think? she is spacey, and I think that that's sort of what's wonderful about her. I think it was brilliant casting because of the nostalgia, and I think it works on a lot of levels because of what they were trying to tap into with it being set in the 80s and her being famous in the 80s and early 90s. And um, But I agree with Joshua's assessment of, like, her character was not terribly well-developed. Um, and I don't know if her acting was stunted or if it was just the character wasn't great. Um, there was a lot of scenes where she was sort of, like, supposed to be hysterical, but she wasn't really, and it was, like, this detached thing, and... I, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, I, I mean, I like they it. say that everybody goes through shock and grief in a different mm-hmm. way. So, like, mm-hmm. we can't really, if you take that into account, you can't really judge the fact that she wasn't acting how we expected her to act. But at the same time, I don't think that Winona Ryder has that much range. Okay. I enjoy her performances. I like yeah, the movie yeah. she's in. Yeah. But I go to see her because I know she's going to act a certain way. Yeah, I think that's uh, fair. Um, I think. Uh... The, the great part about her character is the tragedy that we know that she's not making it up. Yeah. And eventually yep. the cop does come around, but yep. uh, uh, Coop does come around. Um, but no, not Coop, Hop. Hop. Yeah. I'm thinking Twin Hop. Peaks. Uh, Hop eventually does come around, and uh, I, I thought that was pretty great early on in the show. Um, follow-up question, uh, do you think she'll be as good in the next season i think she will be i'm but gonna what, say will, it. I she think, can't play to her 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 type which will, what will she do well i think that the, the way that they ended it is that there's maybe something not right about her kid well is not well we'll put it that way <laughs> and so like maybe there's an opportunity for her to tap into that again but i think that winona Ryder is the female johnny depp which is interesting that they were together as long as they were, because the two of them, I mean, like, in the same way you go to see a Johnny Depp movie to see Johnny Depp be Johnny Depp. Like, he's never That's really true. a different character. He's Johnny Depp as somebody else, but it's still Johnny Depp. Yeah, you can really see him underneath the makeup of the character. Yeah, and so I kind of am thinking now she's like that. I don't know. It's a thought that I'm having. I don't want to think that. I think, I think she's I mean, wonderful. there's nothing wrong with that. She's still a great actress. I wouldn't say so much I mean, so as for a, Johnny Depp. She's a famous actress. <laughs> uh, when she was in that Star Trek movie, she was pretty good. She wasn't typecast. That's true. You know, the same person as she normally <laughs> is. And she was a very small role, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe Johnny it's Depp, just... though... Sorry. He... he uh, yes, you can hear him through everything, but, like, did you see Black Masks? I heard that was, like, a turning point for him. He actually acted in that. No, I hadn't like, seen it. he was it. unrecognizable. Okay. But is that when he was doing drugs and abusing Amber Heard? I mean, allegedly. I, I can't speak to that because I don't know exactly <laughs> where he was or what he was doing. I mean, I know he's always, like, breaking laws, yeah. uh, bringing his dogs across borders to Australia. And... Yeah, portraying Donald Trump. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the Art of the Deal, I watched that. That was fucking awful. But that was definitely watching Johnny, De- Johnny Depp be Donald Trump Yeah. in a fake movie. <laughs> like... Yeah. Okay. But what I... I'm trying to get at is that they're known for like very specific things. And I think that she taps into vulnerability. He taps into, I don't know, some sort of like eccentric something or another that is similar. And it's interesting that they were together and of the same era and his career took off. They're probably on the same things allegedly. 
and interesting uh, the way that drugs? men well yes i don't know like he navigated those murky waters of like i don't know maybe addiction problems and whatever else where she didn't and she had that whole shoplifting thing and i don't know i'm glad that she's back i'm glad that the the series was well received because i want to see more of her well, I, I do hope there is uh, more character development for her in season two, because I did like her character. I did like how true she was to herself. Um, and she's like, no, I am fucking right. This is the shit that's happening. There's a monster in my fucking wall, and I'm going to destroy it with this axe. <laughs> yeah. What's beyond belief to me is that actually anybody believed her. Well, only only after there was like actual evidence and like hop found the body that was like fucking stuffed i mean that was pretty crazy that yeah it was a real big twist yeah when he was digging into that body i was like oh god oh god yeah <laughs> that was uh, what did you guys think of the acting of the kids um dustin was my favorite he was magical uh, yes um he uh, okay so none of the kids are good at pacing and i think each of them do it in the, sh- the show at some point uh, but they're not good at like showing that they're anxious or whatever. But it's cute to see them try. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't have anxiety in their lives right now. But um, uh, Dustin was great. Uh, Will sadly <laughs> gone for most of the show, <laughs> so we don't know what he's really capable of uh, yet. So hopefully in season two we'll see more of him. Um, what were the other names? Mike. Mike and. Edit it in. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not going to edit that in. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Lucas. Uh, Lucas was great. Uh, he had a lot of um, skepticism in him, which I thought was really great. And mm-hmm. uh, Mike fell flat a few times in the show. Did you think the cast was diverse enough? I mean, they have a, I mean, it was just diverse enough. <laughs> I mean, I think for being right. They, like, hit the quota, and that was a little bit disappointing. Um, also, probably what you would have seen in movies in that time. Yeah, that's the other problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The fact that they even had a token black but kid. also, where was it set? 1984? Three? In Indiana. In Indiana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, another, like, white haven, little rural town. So it, it is unfortunate there weren't more people of color in the show, but it does kind of play to the demographics of the time. I mean, it seems uh, like such a lazy thing to do now. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Right. I mean, All of the same it, problems that we always see in these goddamn yep. products, projects. It's a, it's a cop-out, but yep. But I, I definitely think white shows is a thing, like Modern Family. That's definitely like a white show, because everyone is freaking white on that show. Right. Compared to, like, say, uh, Happy Endings, which even has just the one... Uh, black character, well, and they have a couple more that come on uh, during a couple of the seasons, but still, it's a very small portion, and at least that helps it feel more real and, like, can expand to more audiences, and unfortunately, it still got canceled, but uh, <laughs> it was a great show. Yeah. But now they have, like, shows like Blackish, and they're trying to. Yeah, but they can't even be, like, called the show Black. It's Blackish. <laughs> to quote, like, John Oliver, whoever made that joke. Yeah. I don't think it's a very original joke, though. Uh, but speaking of uh, other demographics, uh, what do you think about Eleven? Because she was British, wasn't she? That's different, right? <laughs> She's an Oz. Is she? Yeah, unfortunately. Millie Brown, I... whatever the hell. Is she I a baby? she was British. No, she's an Oz. 
I want to see the um, the documentation about that. Okay, you want the receipt? Wait, Oz? What what Oz? She's Australia. She's an Aussie. Oh, Australian. I thought you said she was in Oz. No. I'm like, she was not in Oz. Was she a baby? The prison drama. <laughs> yes. Was I'm like, that can't her. be. She, oh. she is very short for her age. Mm. <laughs> Hold on. No. Um, so apparently she, she and Winona Ryder know how to work the camera. I almost feel like Eleven could have played Millie Bobby Brown or whatever her name is. Oh, God. She played Are you a, ready? A younger... Am I right? No. She's... Born in Spain to British parents, they moved to Orlando. Is she a Spanish speaker? You'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> you just keep working on that. Okay. Um, I almost felt like she could be in a biopic about Winona Ryder. She could, like, she, that girl can act. Yeah. I loved her. Oh, uh, speaking she of... She had that Fury Road hair going on, yeah, too. Yeah, right? So cool. Got that Theron look. Uh, hopefully this show and, like, these kids' ascension to stardom doesn't fuck them up because these kids are too good for that. Yeah. This is internet stardom more than anything else, I think. That's true. Uh, apparently they have very adorable Instagrams, <laughs> which are worth following. <laughs> what did you think about Eleven? So I don't like the little actress, I gotta say it. She was in some sort of promo talking well, over Winona Ryder, and I was like, oh no. Your 12-year-old, shut the fuck up. Oh. Um, so there's that. There's a hierarchy there. Yeah, know, but what about sure. her, her playing her role? In in the show, fantastic. I loved the buzz cut. I thought she was really good. So are you of, I don't know, the, the school of thought that, that Eleven is, is the monster? That's interesting. Please elaborate. Well, the theory goes... That the monster was not something that she was experiencing, but rather was like the duality of Eleven. That it couldn't exist without her, and it was actually her. Which mm. is, again, like I think it's loose, but in the end, when she's like pointing and all of her strength is going to killing the thing, and then she also dies, that it's only possible because she's killing herself and not well, sacrificing herself. I don't think she's dead, um, but also I don't think that's the case. I, I don't think, think so was, either. I'm just exploring. That, I mean, that's what yeah, people are saying. That, that's an interesting theory, but I think it's a very false theory. Um, it doesn't really match up with a lot of stuff. But uh, my take on the ending was that uh, she's alive, she's in the other dimension, and that she's getting food from Hop and or other sources, somehow managing to stay alive. Uh, and it might not even be the upside down. It could be another dimension because, you know, there the flea and the rope. There are so many other dimensions, and one could be nicer than, you know, the upside down. Um, so yeah, I think she is. She kind of pushed it back and closed the portal. Hopefully, we didn't get any uh, closure about the portal maybe nope. closing. Nope. Um, so, having said that. Remember the egg that they saw? Yes. There was they briefly touched like when they I think uh, Hop and uh, Will's mom were going through the upside down. They saw an egg or something, or someone saw it, and I don't know if that was for the one creature or if it had started to lay eggs and there are more creatures in the upside down. I just feel like if they do a second season, it can't be the same surprise. It can't be the same 
demon or whatever. It would have to be a whole new cast, a whole new experience for me to actually be interested in it again. Because well, I can't watch... I already know the right, tricks Right, how do you bring them back into it? True, and they did have the lingering questions as to people that may have been exposed to the Upside Down uh, prominently will, because mm-hmm. he had a flashback to the other dimension, and he also had slugs coming out of his mouth or whatever they yep. threw up. Um, so... That also throws in the question, uh, will Will's mother be okay? Will Hop be okay? Will, uh, what's her name be okay? Mike's sister. Nancy. Nancy. Will she be okay? Because they all were unprotected in the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. So are they going to suffer these after effects, but to a lesser degree? Who knows? Netflix knows, maybe? The Duffer Brothers, Brothers, hopefully now. Hopefully. Great. Anything else you want to talk about in regards to this show? Uh, it's amazing. If you have not watched it and you don't mind us having just spoiled everything for you, go watch it immediately. They okay, won't know so, what you meant. Um, well, how many how many stars can we give this? What, what is our um our rating? How many here? egos? How many oh, egos would you yes. give this? <laughs> out of six, that's how many come in a package, right? Eight. Eight. Is that true? There's, yeah, four and four. I thought it was. I like have an ego package in the kitchen. Hold on. No, you don't have to nope, actually. Hold do on. That. We're gonna confirm. This is good podcast material. This is not good podcast material. Yeah, it's eight. Okay, out of eight, how many egos would you give this show, Jeffrey? Eight, obviously. I would give it eight as well. I would give it eight. I was enjoying wow. it, even the... though I didn't like. Um, I'm not really into scary shit, but this is like this is just. Weird enough. Yeah, I got nightmares on really? multiple nights from this show. So, I was definitely freaked out by it, but I was not... I don't know, I feel like there were enough other elements that the horror sci-fi-y component was so small that it didn't affect me in the way that a lot of people are saying. Well, I feel like the inclusion of the kids kind of connected me more to it, mm-hmm. and it was terrifying, mm-hmm. and like... I had more dreams where I was the kids trying to run away from a monster wow. than, like, anything else. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I had at least two nightmares. <laughs> Is it because you play D&D? You're like, oh, I connect with these kids. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So I think now it's time to go to... Obsessions. 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 All right. Jeffrey, what are you obsessed about this week? Three words. Jane the Virgin. Really? I know. So it took me a while. I think you, AD, had been obsessed with it at some point. I Yes. I don't think I've actually gotten very far in it, though. <laughs> oh, well, I'm on chapter, I think, 21. Wow. Yeah, I'm deep. Um, I don't think I like it as much as Ugly Betty. I think Ugly Betty paved the way for the show, and it couldn't exist definitely. without it. It's definitely campy. I can't tell how intentional the camp is, whereas with Ugly Betty, it was very clear to me that that was an intentional thing. And now you have um, America Ferreira being on Superstore, and it's like all hope is lost. Well, pretty much. But I mean, Gina Rodriguez owes a ton to America for mm-hmm. this role. But I think it's really sweet and cute. It's got a lot of funny moments. The The narration, I think, is smartly done. Um, I enjoy the way that they tie in social media and... Uh, there's certainly, like, the telenovela aspect of it is enjoyable to me, and that the grandmother speaks almost spanish exclusively or spanish almost exclusively um i enjoyed a lot of it so i don't know i've been binging it 
Great. How many egos would you give it so far? Um, I'd give it a solid four egos out of eight. Really? Yeah, because I 50%. can't. 50%? I know. I can't tell, again, how much I should be enjoying it. <laughs> Just I don't enjoy know. it. <laughs> I'm, I know, but I... There like, are I, no guilty pleasures, Jeffrey. But, it's, but I mean, I like a guilty pleasure. I don't have any issues. I... I'm conflicted. I can't explain exactly why I'm conflicted about the show. But I'm obsessed okay. nonetheless. There we are. <laughs> there you it's go. It's odd to me that you're obsessing about something that you only give 50% to. I know. I don't even know why I'd watch something that only like 50% That's a of wonderful question. Uh, I can't explain it. <laughs> I just keep watching it, and then I'm saying, like, not much happens episode to episode, and in that way, it's... it reminds me of a telenovela. It's just, it is what it is. I'm going to stick it out. Okay. Um, quick question: What do you think about telenovela? Oh my oh, god! Yeah, there's a show called that. Yeah, that already <laughs> got canceled. Trash show. I can't see yeah. her, so I'm glad that it got canceled. How about that? After the first season, I think. Probably yeah. didn't even last that long. I don't think that it even made it a full season. But oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Joshua, what are you obsessing about? I'm obsessing about a new video game called Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. Boom! It is uh, the second of the reboot prequel series of deus ex it is the fourth game in the quote-unquote series the timeline makes no sense Uh, (laughs) but um it takes place after the aftermath of um the first game where uh people that have cybernetic augmentations on their bodies or brains um the illuminati was going to try to take over these people and have like a cybernetic army basically uh, so this guy, he made it so these people flew into a killing rage and killed a lot of people. Um, so a lot of the Earth's population died that day, and then this takes place three years after, uh, when augmented people have been, uh, heavily discriminated against and basically forced into underground or, like, uh, homelessness, and they're having a shitty time. Uh, the game opens up in Dubai, but you quickly move into Prague, which is a very interesting location for a video game, and it also has to do with the... Um, it seems like it would be very difficult to render because of all the different uh, Art Nouveau aspects to it. But the the greatest thing about uh, this new Deus Ex is their new take on fashion and art and architecture, because it is kind of a sort of renaissance... Uh, uh, the, the 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 previous game was basically set on the aesthetic of digital renaissance so people had these cybernetic augmentations but they still had like these like frocks with these big um collars and stuff and it was just beautiful and a lot of that carries on into this game although not as much because that kind of uh, aesthetic has died after these people went crazy and killed everyone. And it's just beautiful. The game's gorgeous. Uh, it's a stealth action game, which is right up my alley. And I like the kind of parallels that it plays on real life. And right before you, right when you get to Prague, there's a terrorist attack in the uh, the train station. And I'm like, holy shit, this is like too much like real life. Yeah. Because like you even like try to like save a woman that's being crushed, and you just see her limp oh. hand. And it's like, and you see these, this kid crying over his mother, and it's like, Jesus Christ, I just saw, the, like, an article in NPR about this. Like, can we not? So it's it's it hits on some hard-hitting topics. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what else it's got up its sleeve. How many egos? Um, 
I'm still pretty uh, early into the game, but I would definitely give it 7 out of 8 Egos. It's okay. a good improvement on the previous game, and I'm happy to see where it goes. Cool. Um, I'm currently obsessed with Project Horseman Season 3. That's a good one to be obsessed with. I just Go finished on. the last episode last night, and um, I, I don't want to really spoil it because it's such a good show, but I just can't get over like the puns, the, the, the story arcs that are really surprising, the chances that they take on some of these episodes where... I mean, like, there's a whole episode of him going underwater to a festival, a film festival. Yeah. Like, things like that just don't happen. And then they have they have commentary on social things like um, the fact that Uber is bad, mm-hmm. uh, that women feel uncomfortable, and that they try to fix this problem, and then they try to basically fix that fix problem. Fix the fix. <laughs> and the guest stars are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I mean, like, Will Arnett, I can't stand in any TV show these days. Like, I tried to watch that one that he's actually in, like, physically. But him as Bojack, it just, he just becomes a horse to me. A very sad horse. Yeah. And Todd is great. Um, uh, Princess Carolyn, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the Meow Meow Fuzzy Face, I don't know. Just so many things. <laughs> and then you have, like, in season two when they had yeah, back off. <laughs> uh, like, just dumb jokes like that that I'm not seeing them in real life these days, like, on television. I try to not watch real television because of, like, their ad placement and whatever. BoJack Horseman gives no fucks. It is just fantastic from start to end. Yeah, there's so many visual gags. Yeah, and you really have to pay attention to it. And I hate cartoons, but I love this show. So if that <laughs> means anything to you, you should start watching it. Ignore the first episode... Just go from the second episode on. You don't need to know the setup. You know that he's a washed-up character. I mean, that's obvious. He's going to be an alcoholic. That's obvious. Um, just go with it. So, yeah, that's my obsession. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, Joshua? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jprizesright. Uh, you can also find my other Twitter, uh, moondoggy underscore psn. That's moon. D-A-W-G-G-I-E underscore P-S-N. Uh, and you can find, like, my Twitch uh, site from there and my YouTube, which has uh, a few gaming videos on there right now. And more releasing every week, right? Uh, hopefully. I'm trying to keep content uh, going as much as I can. So uh, I'm currently at two days a week, hopefully getting to three, four, five. That's the goal. Great. Support Joshua. Yeah. Do it, How about you, Jeff? Where can we find you on the internet? Well, AD, of course, at RhymeandReason.com. And additionally, Twitter and Instagram, at LJeffreyCraig. And you can find me at YoPrice on Twitter and on Instagram at ADPrice. That's A-D-I Price. As a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at RhymeandReason. And we want to thank you for listening to Rhyme and Reason Radio. You can like us on those specific social media platforms. Please feel free to contact us and let us know what you're obsessing about. Uh, anything else you guys want to say today? Send us your music. Do it, damn it. Yeah, and, and definitely um, follow Joshua on his experiences on video games. I mean, I think I'm funny. He is hilarious. <laughs> if you enjoy the op- unpopular opinionist, check him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you.